You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Fashion Media Network. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on the Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify apps, all of which are readily available also on our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find our Facebook pages for not only the Multiverse Fancast, but our sister podcast, Cinematic Adventures, and the Misfit Faction. As always, I'm Paul. I'm one of your hosts, and with me today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I am doing well, sir. How about you? Much better now. Awesome. And also with unofficial, official third podcast host, Rob. Rob, how are you today? I'm good, and I'm excited to be here. And also, behind the scenes, we have our videographer, Sean. So if you guys... Hi, Sean. The magic man is here. If you guys are interested (laughs) in seeing us, I don't know why... This is all going to be on our YouTube channel, including the blooper reels from the first four takes it took to get this going. <laughs> so today we're uh, we're going to jump off the DC train for a little bit because we've been uh, doing our Road to the Snyderverse series, and uh, now we're going to be tackling the hit TV show. Hit yeah, why, why are you saying I'm, that so hesitantly? It you know it's funny because. Everybody stopped talking about it once Falcon and the Winter Soldier start. <laughs> and then everybody's yeah. going to stop talking about those two when Loki starts. But uh, we're going to be talking about WandaVision today. So uh, before we jump into it, we do have a little bit of news that we just want to touch on really quick. So, um, Ronnie, do you have the news? No, do you? I, I, I'm just kidding. I know. So we had a trailer drop for us. A nice little Red Band trailer for Suicide Squad. Um, you get to see kind of the plot. You get to see all the characters in it and everything. Um, what is our reaction, Paul? What's your reaction to the trailer? It definitely has a different feel than uh, than Suicide Squad did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I dug it. I thought it was a good first look. You know, we, we haven't seen too much. I Everybody's talking about King Shark. Yeah. Hand. Hand. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if, like... It's it's almost two Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I, I want to see where they're going to go with an R rating. Um, I think DC does better when it has its R ratings. Yeah. Which is strange because it kind of fits their tone a little bit better. But uh, I'm 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 excited to see it. Mm-hmm. I think Harley Quinn's going to die. I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she's too much of a cash cow. They're going. They want to. She's squeeze. not a cash cow. I mean, with look at birds her, of prey. her movie didn't. Break the bank. Uh, yeah. That might be more of a COVID uh, uh, yeah. pandemic um, casualty, though. I don't know. 
But uh, Rob, what are yeah. your thoughts? Um, I can understand your hesitancy because I, I I loved it, but I was hesitant in a couple spots where I I felt like some of the jokes weren't landing as well as they could have. Like there was mm-hmm. one uh, off color joke um, from uh, what's his name John Cena about eating various things, and and uh, it yeah. just was like eh, it seemed a little forced. But maybe in the context of the film, it'll it'll make more sense. Um, I do like the tone. I do like the feel. I do like what James Gunn brings to it. Um, having seen Slither, and I, I know I've mentioned it before here, um, I, I love what he can do with an R rating. Um, and he can. And one thing also we didn't get to see in the trailer, I don't believe, unless I missed it. Nathan Fillion is he? Was he in the trailer? Uh, you see brief glimpses of him. Yeah. Brief glimpses. Yeah. Okay, because I'd love to see what he can do in there yes. too. Well, it's even funnier because the guy who's playing Polka Dot Man is also Abracadabra on the Flash, and he was in this yeah. last week's episode. Was he? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. And he's also an Ant Man. And he's also yeah. in The Dark Knight. That's right. Yes. He, yes. He, he, yeah. He, he's quite versatile. He's, he's, he's like made his way around. <laughs> <laughs> Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Yeah. What about you? What did you think about it, Ronnie? It got me excited. Because Margot Robbie. No, not just because of Margot Robbie, but I, I love, I love the look of all the characters. Mm. Maybe with the exception of King Shark, because look at what the Flash did and made him look compared to this. This looks like a toy versus what the flash did. It made it look more like a monster. I think they're going more for like the Groot group angle. Yeah. 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 Little, little Groot. Um, also yeah. don't forget we are what this is March. We're still six months, five yeah. months away from it. So I'm sure there's some finished, um, I hope t- so, you know, yeah. effects that they still need to do. Yeah. But I'm excited to see some of these lesser known characters. I think that makes it fun. Exactly. Like, there's no expectation. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like, Man of Steel because they thought it wasn't Superman. Which, yeah, because I, I, which I get. You know, even though we, you know, we did an episode on Man of Steel. Yeah, you can find it. You know, at the multiversefinancast.podbean.com. But um, <laughs> we did an episode and we talked about that. You know, there's a certain level of expectation with, yeah. that comes with characters, especially well-known characters. Like we know in the comics that Tony Stark was not a very likable guy and a heavy alcoholic. Yeah, they kind of breeze through it in yeah. the movies because they can because he wasn't a big well-known character at the time. Uh, One of the other things I liked about the Suicide Squad trailer was that it, well, one of the first things I noticed was that Idris Elba fit in way better than Will Smith did um, for me. And what I mean by that is it felt more like an ensemble film than a look at these big stars we have kind of film. Yeah. Um, Like no one person stood out. In fact, it all seemed to gel very well. Whereas with Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, Margot Robbie, Will Smith, and he, like it was, it was star-studded. Whereas this felt more like, okay, it's it's a a, a group of of good, hardworking actors that gelled together very well. I do yeah. want to see how they explain why Harley's back with them. Yeah, that that I'm curious about because the end of Birds and Prey, she's like, I'm gonna be a detective. Yeah, or something like that. I don't really yeah. remember. She still got the bomb. Still, no, she, the bomb well, got saying, deactivated. Oh yeah, I don't know. They never, they never go through all that stuff. No, we, we get no. But like, in this, you hear that these new guys have the bombs in them. Yeah, they even show it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so. in in Suicide Squad, her bomb gets deactivated. <laughs> yeah, um, and then she's recaptured at the end. I guess though, in this in the trailer though, they only show Bloodsport getting the bomb, right? So maybe everyone still has the bomb, and now he has the bomb too. Uh, no, yeah. we're just talking about Harley Quinn though. Right, she's yeah. always had it. But hers was disabled. Can it be re-abled? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I just play um, one on TV. I also liked the poster 
for oh the posters oh, are yeah, dirty. Yeah, it looks yeah. very dirty dozen esque. Yes. Yeah, which, you can find that on our Instagram, which yeah. is the Misfit Faction. Um, yeah, you can. Shameless and, plug. And shameless plug. <laughs> James Gunn has said he wants to do a Dirty Dozen style feel to it, so you can mm-hmm. see he's he's definitely a visionary. Um, yeah, and he's able to make his vision come true. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, going to our next bit of news. This is exciting. We have a uh, some movement on the Black Adam front, which is uh the next DC movie that they're really working on besides yeah. Suicide Squad, and that's uh Pierce Brosnan, 007 himself, playing yeah. Doctor Fate. Any thoughts on uh? I, I don't know much James about Doc. I, I I have to say I don't know much about Doctor Fate other than like a couple references in the like was it the Flash or Arrow or something that they briefly they, referenced. He, him they've at once? shown his helmet in Constantine. Okay. He made his live action debut on Smallville, okay. which shouldn't have worked, but like the, he looked great yeah. on it because sometimes trans his costume is very bright and very colorful and yeah. magical. Sometimes transferring that to the from comic to. TV or even movies is a little tricky. Was he in Young Justice? He was in Young Justice right? also, yeah. yeah. Um, very very big figure in Young Justice. Yeah. But uh, I'm a big fan of the character. He's the most power, most powerful magician. And that that's including Doctor Strange. And I'm That's gonna, a different universe. No, no. If you watch uh, Death Battle did a, an episode on it. It's oh. really good. I'll, I'll send you the link. But um, Well, but technically, uh, Doctor Strange is a sorcerer. Because he's a wizard without a, <laughs> a hat. Without a hat. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about that. But um, I, I, it's always nice when you get like somebody like a seasoned thespian to do these kind of roles. Yeah. Because, I don't know. Pierce Brosnan's the kind of actor that no matter what he does, he does well. Mm-hmm. Like um, I was just watching uh, The World's End. Yeah. He, yes. He hands. I, I up actually in that just movie. rewatched that yeah. too. And um, and he he does he's great in that movie. Like, yeah. You know, Pierce Brosnan, you can give him any role. Even like Die Another Day, as bad as it was, he's still committed, yeah. and he's oh, still yeah. like he was still James Bond. He raises it? the level. Yeah, so I want to see I want to see a scene with him and Dwayne Johnson. Who oh, thought yeah. we'd ever get something like is that? It, is it Seriously. just me, or have they been working on this movie for like ever? This is a great example of a movie where the main star is also pushing for it super hard. Same with the Flash. Right, yeah, I just feel like I I feel like I heard about this movie being announced like four or five years ago. Oh yeah, it's been yeah okay. And the problem it's running into the same problem that the Flash is running into. DC doesn't know what it wants to do. Ah, uh, that's yeah. true. Okay. You know, and then you got Shazam two also filming. Or getting ready to they they just cast Helena Mirren as one of yeah, the Helen characters. Mirren. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of lot of cool stuff on that end, but I I want to see I want to see some action being involved, not just talk talk talk. Let me let's see stuff happening. Well, Dwayne Johnson's been posting on his Instagram how yoked oh, yeah. he got for this, like even though he's as like, if he already wasn't. I know, right? <laughs> but um, it, it's nice when the when the the main actor is so passionate. Yes. It's just a shame we're never gonna get him with Henry Cavill. Like yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, enough. Throw enough money at anybody, and they'll come by. Well, speaking of which, um, this puts us into our last bit of DC news before we do uh, a little bit of Marvel news. Uh, obviously, the Snyder Cut came out. We did a huge episode on it, so please uh, check it out if you guys haven't yet. But um, it's been trending worldwide. It broke the the most amount of tweets in like our a weekend. Episodes? Oh wow! No, not our our episode was trending for a little bit. <laughs> but um, that'd be really cool if you right? guys want to get on that worldwide, baby. But uh, so. WB has expressed that they are they have no interest in doing or in restoring the, the continuity. Yes, yeah. they will. So, it's it's up in the air right now because they don't want to admit how wrong they were. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's it's, a, it's such a weird it's a weird and unique situation. But um, there's a big push to restore the Snyderverse as the hashtag. So yeah. um, I, I is really, that now bigger than restoring the ire cut? Oh yeah. Oh, well, they're okay. both tre- they're both they're trending. Both trending. They're okay. both trending. Yeah. It was re- it was it's first it was release the Snyder cut. 
for forever. That was the trend. Then now it's restore the Snyderverse and release the Ayer cut. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just it's hard it's because only to be followed by, followed by release the Lucas cut. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Even even the cameraman started laughing at that yeah. one, right? But, Why is um, the video so shaky? All right, it's like the Blair Witch Project. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like as much as I, you know, I rewatched parts of Je- the Snyder Cut and then the Black and you White. Almost edition. said the Je- Last Jedi there. Yeah. The last, oh God! Never. I have not watched the Last Jedi in its entirety since we saw it in the theaters. They don't. I yeah. Can't. No. It's same with the the Rise of Skywalker. Just, no. 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 But uh, I I do hope they kind of reintegrate this this universe and you know at least get the same actors back again i want to see henry cavill as, as superman again and mm-hmm. he's super passionate like this is his role yeah. he wants to do it but um jumping into our last bit of news before we get into our our episode discussion black widow got pushed back yet again to uh july and now disney plus will also be releasing it on the same day uh, at least Ronnie. they only all right. First of all, at least they only went two months because they keep pushing this thing back. Yeah, um, and it's and at least they finally made the decision to put it on Disney. Um, I think that was given the time that we're living in right now. I think that's the smartest financial decision for them because you you can only well part of the problem with Marvel is you have a continuous timeline that exists with the shows and with the movies and if you keep holding things back everything else needs to be held back too. I think that that's the one good thing about this being a prequel. Black Widow, yeah. Black, or an in between quote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering how it will, because you know too that there's going to be something in there that's going to impact the entire universe and it's well, going to change. Well, it's funny something. you say that because we're going to be talking about Wandavision and <laughs> and thought, what a segue and theories um, and all that stuff. But, but I, I, I am looking forward to Black Widow. I, I on a, on another note related to it is it'll be interesting to see because now it'll be coming out after Loki. So I'm wondering how that fits timeline I think wise. Loki's going to be the most detached from all... It's an alternate timeline yeah. that has nothing to do with the main universe. But, agreed. But Marvel always seems to have... Like, even in, you know, WandaVision, things that happen in there still impact the larger Marvel universe. Yeah, just Even like, in a small... Even in small ways, so... Just it, like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and the Defenders had a huge impact. That had oh, nothing yeah. to do... Those are not really part of the Marvel it's universe. It's all part of the... It's all part They're of the working yeah. on incorporating... He's, he's winking at Ronnie as he's saying <laughs> these things because he knows he's getting me. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> I looked directly at the camera, didn't I? Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, so you yeah, that, the wrong eye. <laughs> use the wrong I'm eye. looking with the wrong eye again, aren't I? <laughs> but uh, let's uh, just do our quick initial. Well, I have one more thing to add that wasn't on the initial list, and it's a small little thing. They also released this week a training video of uh, Oscar Isaac doing Mood Night yes. stuff. Yeah, um, I forgot to mention earlier, yeah, which looking... it is really cool seeing him doing some. Kung Fu kind of stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was one of the best parts of, of the Star Wars. Yeah, and sequel. I'd also like to note too that uh, they released a video of Natalie Portman. Uh, I'm sorry, not a video, a set, a, video. In, set image of yeah. her being completely buff. And in our household, I know we were discussing the difference between Natalie Portman's physique and um, Gal Gadot's physique, and how you know, not to bash DC, but how Marvel makes their actors get buff, whereas in DC they kind of just are like. You know, oh, Ben Affleck, that's good, but the girls, nah, you're fine. That's weird, considering they were the first ones to actually make women stars of the movies. It's fine. What, it's fine what girls, though, do they actually... Gal Gadot's make? in great shape. She's a 
runway model. She's still is she still in great. Well, where are the muscles? Where are the muscles? They're they're there. Compare she, them to Natalie Portman. I've seen muscles. her training video. That that is a single set pick. You, you can't determine anything from that. And it's not like they could do a, a shirtless, you know, gratuitous shirtless scene like they do in every Marvel. Chris Hemsworth has gone on record <laughs> okay. saying how much he hates well, doing those. I, I will I'm going to side what's his with Rob a little Guardians. bit for this because I I think what he's trying to say is look at all the other. Amazonians in the DC universe. And there you could see how cut they yeah. are and they have like muscles. They're they're like almost look like a what American Gladiator like the show, you I, know? Yeah. While Gal Gadot she's fit, don't get us wrong, she's fit, but it's right. like I didn't really realize it until we saw the Zack Snyder cut and they showed those women with the hammers bringing the temple down. I'm like, "Wow, those women are cut." But see, also yeah. and then here, I'm here's like, my, "Why isn't Gal Gadot cut like here's that?" Here's my rebuttal then. Okay, rebuttal. All the Amazonians had a specific role that they were designed to do, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because you do see when all this is happening, it does cut back to the village where there's just Amazonian seamstresses and, and yeah. they're not like like buff and jacked. So I like to think that the and look at her mother. Her mother's not a hulking right. you know, hulking beast. Yeah. But also like Diana is royalty. I would think that the royal like they were the ones that were in the temp or in the uh, the hammer ones. Yeah, they were designed to be there. That's like their job. So, are you suggesting then that if Gal Gadot were in that position, she wouldn't be able to take that down with a hammer? Oh, I think she could. She well, could. so then she is as as strong but as also, those, but just not as. But cut. she's also a god. Like I, I, it doesn't bother me as much as mm. it bothers you, you guys. But also, she her proportions are not nice in the comics she's very depend well depends yeah. on the comic line and that's the problem yeah, yeah. you got a character i mean look at even like captain america there's a famous picture of him like looking like oh yeah completely like, ridiculous like a house yeah. yeah but you know that's you know the problem with getting a superhero physique is it, sometimes it just doesn't work but i think gal gadot she she catches the essence of wonder woman in the right ways yeah she does on some things i'll give you that but when you guys want to body shame her that's fine you know just make <laughs> no one was body shaming no, her i just want dc to actually do a little bit of work when it comes to having their actors uh, look the part you know kudos to ben affleck who just ripped himself completely for batman um, I don't know about the reshoots so much, but <laughs> he looks good though. In that he reshot yeah. that last scene with Marshall yeah. Manor, he looks pretty good though, all things considering. But I don't want to waste too much time. Thank you for indulging me on that. Well, it's because <laughs> you you just had to get your dig in at uh, DC at some point. <laughs> but uh, so moving right along, yeah, we're going uh, initial thoughts on Wandavision and Ronnie, you first. Um, I think Wandavision. I really enjoyed it. I love the difference in uh, decades that they went through and the different styles. I thought that was really cool the way they did that and everything. Um, Rob, what are your initial reactions? Um, having watched, like you guys, having watched all nine episodes, now at the end I can I can comment a little bit because I have to say when, when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, that's neat, yeah. but what does that mean? Now having seen all nine episodes, I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand it. So I, I think like initial reactions need to happen after the whole series is done. So yeah. anyone who, who is only a couple episodes in and is like, I'm not, this is not for me. No, you got to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um, having watched all nine, though, I will say that it is quite brilliantly done and, and a great homage to classic television and very thoughtful in just all the moving pieces that it has. Yes. Paul? I think it's it's a great show, don't get me wrong. Like we we were hooked. We watched, you know, the whole thing. But um 
it's one of those, the problem is, this is a culture where if you're going to release something online, people want, they want the whole series. This, I think this, this show kind of suffers because they did not release the whole thing at once, but it's, you know, the Mandalorian did the same thing. Yeah. Did, but also the Mandalorian did it because it was more standalone story. Each episode was its own little tiny story. WandaVision, we're all, and the problem is, and and we'll talk about it because it's, it's such a huge discussion point at this point. Um, WandaVision really suffers by all the fans going way too deep into it as we do a podcast about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, the this the show suffered because expectations were built up and, and we're all guilty of it. We all yeah. looked way too into it. But, um, you know, the, my favorite meme is all that for a boner joke. Yeah, right. Like that. That that's the pro- that that was my issue with it. But overall, I I, I enjoyed it. But uh, did you do Fair your nice. thoughts, Ronnie? Your yes, thoughts I did. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are gonna break down Wandavision and do a quick mini review on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, a uh, quick break. I'll deal with you later. Stay put. I'll be back in a flash. <laughs> back in a flash. Wow. Does he say that often? <sighs> Too often. All right, we are back and we are here to discuss WandaVision. So WandaVision was announced relatively early on and I know the biggest question or the biggest concern was, well, isn't Vision dead? Question mark? (laughs) Or is he? So it is the first of uh, the miniseries that Disney Plus is doing for uh, Marvel. So we have uh, this, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier, we have Loki, uh, a couple the What If series, I believe, yeah. um, a Miss Marvel series, I want to uh, say. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Miss Marvel. So we, we got some things down the pipeline. This is the first one, though, that um, is really, you know, it's a starting point. It's where we go from. It so, was the first one that was released, but yet it wasn't the first one that was scheduled for release. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was also just nice to get some Marvel content. You know, we it, with COVID, we were in such a dry spell, and... I gotta say this this show uh, it 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 scratched the itch a little bit and it yeah. made it left us wanting some more, but um yeah let's uh let's talk the characters so we have Elizabeth Olsen she's the she's the star of this film series or who is it TV series Elizabeth Olsen uh it doesn't ring a bell uh, you might know her her sister from Full House no 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 she was on Full House I think at one point but <laughs> uh, no playing the Scarlet Witch which we finally finally got her name drop and yes. we got her costume from the comics Ooh-wee. both. Traditional costume and a new modernized yeah. costume. Yes. So, thoughts on Wanda's had a very interesting journey thus far, to say the least. It it's been interesting getting to know her a little bit better and kind of seeing um, what kind of power she has. Because when they first introduced her and Quicksilver, they were very straightforward in what they could do. She could yeah. mess with your mind and make you see bad things and move things. And he was really really fast. Yeah. Um, fun fact, and, I, and I'm sure this might be a, an unpopular opinion. I liked Quicksilver better in uh, in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron than I did in um, X Men, the X Men series. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like Evan Peters. Nothing, nothing against him. I was really stoked to see him, but I, I liked the visual effects of Quicksilver's yes. running. I liked his back and forth with Hawkeye. You know, he, he had an emotional moment with Ultron where he, where he talked about the little picture he carries around. Yeah. What did you think of original Quicksilver before we talk about new Quicksilver? <laughs> now, I assume you mean when you, original Quicksilver, you mean not... Uh, Age of Ultron, Quicksilver. Okay. See, I I, 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 I did I not agree. see that one coming. 
Weird how the ac- those accents really come yeah, and right? go. I, I think he was written and done better in Age of Ultron than in X-Men. I also think he was way too powerful in X-Men. They did yeah. not expect to bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, like he there's nothing they had to they had to literally go out of their way to to injure him so that he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Especially after Age of uh or uh, uh Age of Apocalypse? X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, my God. Age no. of Apocalypse. <laughs> That's a comic series. Sorry. <laughs> Com- you're combining the movies. I'm just going to put them all together. <laughs> but um, what about you, Rob? Quicksil- which Quicksilver was your, is your preferred Quicksilver? Out of Evan Peters and, and what's his name? Um, I, it, it, Aaron Taylor. <laughs> what's his name? Aaron Taylor. Johnson. No, Johnson, I want to say. I almost said Aaron Taylor. Joy. Um, <laughs> Aaron... I like him as an actor. He really can do some great things. He was a lot of fun in Kick-Ass, um, but he is, yeah, he felt too muted in Ultron. Um, I felt like he, he, he didn't stick with me very much, and I thought they killed him off way, way, way too quickly. I mean, it, you know, I, I'm glad they wrung as much grief drama from that as they could with Wanda, but I felt like it was a missed opportunity with him. It was also our first time that they've really addressed him. It wasn't until yeah. the uh, yeah. the episode uh, previously on that we really saw how how bad it was for Wanda. Yeah. Like you know, you, during Civil War, you kind of get it. Like unfortunately, the Wanda's the one that they just kept crapping on the entire. Yeah. Like mm. looking back on it, especially now, because you have she's technically a bad guy in Age of Ultron. Right. Yes. And then we really don't see her again till Civil War, and she's an active Avenger. And she ends up; she's the catalyst for everything that happens in Civil War with the explosion uh, yeah. on their mission. So it, it's interesting considering she is top tier Avenger. She's one of the most powerful Avengers. Yeah, I think they even say. Uh, I think Monica Rambeau says, you know, she was the closest one to killing Thanos. I wanted Thor to just pop up and be like, "Was she though?" <laughs> she, she should have gone for the head. Oh, yeah. he went for the head. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it didn't work for Steppenwolf though. And I like <laughs> too that question since you bring it up that because that's a question that often comes up is in, in in superhero lore that when you create a character that's too powerful, does it destroy storytelling altogether? Not if you have a good story. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can balance it. Um, and and it's it's a question that brings up. They don't necessarily answer it in there, but I, I it was neat that it they, and and maybe that's a testament to the show because the whole show is very meta. Um, they're very much acknowledging a lot of things that we the fans think like that. One comment of wow that accent does really come and go like yeah. these the, all these meta comments which were really really neat um, yeah I mean but that's also like why a show like Superman and Lois is doing so well because it's not necessarily about how powerful Superman is it's uh, it's about how how tough parenting is and I yeah. find that people are able to relate to it, it could be any superhero but it's relatable and yeah that's, and that's a big that's thing. the key if, if you can ground it in a reality that your audience can connect with I think that'll make for a good story yeah, yeah. so having Elizabeth Olsen as as the star more or less you know, like because obviously Vision's another star of the show but it's really the show's about Wanda and I thought it was ballsy that they actually did make her quote-unquote the bad guy yeah like that that's a big move uh, I know it didn't rub everybody the right way, and we'll talk about that because we're gonna do a theory section. <laughs> but um, I, I really enjoyed Elizabeth Olsen, and the fact yes. that now she is the Scarlet Witch, and it's magic, and it's it's just an extension of of what she already was. I, I think it's it's a good it's yeah. a good good step for Wanda. Um, I would like to. I'm very I'm very excited to see her in Doctor Strange. Yes. I think that'll Definitely. even even if she's because she's reading the Darkhold. Yeah, and Darkhold's been around in a lot of these Marvel properties. I, I think Agents of Shield was playing around with it. I think one of the other ones did too. I don't remember off the top of my head though. But uh, moving down, we have Paul Bettany as Vision. 
I I found myself laughing at Vision way more than I really thought I should be. He was really yeah. good in this. He yes. was much better than he was in uh like I, I liked him enough in the Avengers movies, but you know, he was a robot. That yeah. was his thing. Like he he was very like you can only fish out of water so much before it like Paul Bettany's a really great actor. Oh yeah, um, yes. he's done some fantastic things. I don't know if you remember him from A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Legion. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah he really he really does do some awesome work, and he's able to to bring um to raise again like Pierce Brosnan. He raises the bar of whatever he's in. What about you, Ronnie? Thoughts on Vision and Paul Bettany? Um, it was nice to see him again, and actually see him. He he was more relatable. He was they humanized him. In, in this, which was really good. Yeah, because oh, by the way, massive spoilers. All the spoilers. All we, the, oh, we did not, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. been it's been what three weeks since this show ended. Yeah, the fifth, yeah. March fifth, I think yeah. it was the Something last like day. Um, but you know, you also get him playing White Vision, which was yeah. interesting. I I could not look at it. If they make that the main Vision, I'm gonna be like, oh god, that's so aesthetically just too much. Yeah. But um, we never get closure on that on that aspect. What happened? Yeah, with no. White Vision. Right. Um, he disappears and he gets never all to be of seen it. again. Well, some people say he wants to go kill himself because his mission was to kill the Vision, and he's like, "I'm the Vision," and then that's he just flies off. Grim, oof. Yeah, that's that's dark. I was, but like, yeah. it makes sense. It does yeah. Um, is he going to be the new Vision? Uh, like, I I think I hate to say, it, but Vision, Vision had so much more significance after his death, and I hate, yeah. I don't want to diminish that. Like his he sacrificed himself for the universe. Yeah. You know, like I I really enjoyed him in uh, Infinity War. Yeah, like mm. you know, we don't trade lives, Captain. Like coming, he, he's like even Tony Stark says he's like he's growing, he's evolving, he's changing in ways we could not predict. Yeah. Um. Also, one of my favorite bits is when Shuri like schools Doctor Banner, and he just kind of looks at him, mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, why didn't you do that when yeah. you were making me dad?" <laughs> but I, I good really job, hope Jarvis. that they keep Paul Bettany doing Paul Bettany things. Like I, I, you know, his acting in those opening episodes of WandaVision. Oh, is Drunk fantastic. Vision. Drunk oh, Vision, Drunk Vision is yeah. great. But also just how much he's able to channel Dick Van Dyke in a lot of his yes. acting when he trips over the Ottoman and everything. I mean, he, he's really nailing it yeah. very yep. well. And then it makes sense when you find out that he is created, like she created this Vision replica. Yeah. So it's not purely the Vision, and that's why he doesn't remember that he was an Avenger and all that stuff, but... He, that's why he has some of that quirky personality because he's st- he, just like a lot of the other characters he's still feeding off of Wanda's powers yeah, he's a projection of her desires and and uh, what she wants yeah. right now yeah. he needs to in order to deal with her grief and it, it makes you wonder like is she going like I think Agatha even says like your powers are, are even more than the Sorcerer Supreme like you're not supposed to exist yeah so I'm really looking I would be okay if she was the villain in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and she's just trying to get her kids back because you hear yeah, in the very end yeah. her kids crying out to her, and they are characters in the comics. Yeah, I have to say I never really appreciated Wanda until this. Like I remember when they announced this show being created, I'm thinking how that's gonna. Well, all right, I guess it's just a you know a bridge between them bigger things, and you know I never really thought that a, a show with Vision and Wanda as your two main characters would be all that interesting, but it really was. I, I was Pleasantly very surprised. invested yeah. in in these characters. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with Wanda next because she's really her and the and the White Vision are really the only ones. I hope Agatha comes back too, and we'll talk about her in a second. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about her, but um, I really let's talk about it right now. So we had Captain Han as uh, Agatha Harkness, who originally was called Ag uh, Agnes. Agnes, yeah. Yep. So she she's not portrayed as the villain per se, but she does she does appear as an antagonistic force. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Agatha Harkness in the comics was not a bad guy per se. She was actually like an ally of the Fantastic Four. She babysat uh, Franklin Richards. So, really quick, Ronnie, thoughts? What was it, Agatha, all along? <laughs> Like, is that a rhetorical question? No, what are your thoughts on Agatha, though? I hear she um, also wrote season eight of Game of Thrones. Oh, I've heard that one, too. Yeah. Oh, the, me- the memes yeah. alone have been fantastic. Like, everything yep. bad. Joss Whedon and Justice League. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I liked her as a character, but I don't think she was needed. In a way, I guess with... Ooh. No, 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 hear him out, hear him out. Oh my God, a criticism that about Marvel that Rob doesn't like, I no am shocked. Way. I'm a huge Katherine Hahn fan, so go on. Oh, I am too. Bad Moms? Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I just don't think she was really needed. The only thing that she was, I guess, used for was to get uh, you know, Wanda to see that what she was doing was wrong. So like, they made her seem like a bad guy but in all reality she wasn't i would have been way more satisfied if she did turn out to be like a hey you're hurting these people i'm but then they do turn her into the generic i'm gonna take your power yeah yeah that's my problem with with agatha agatha was really interesting in the uh the previously on episode i really enjoyed agatha yeah like having her like she she did emotionally get teared up she's like oh my god you poor child yeah but and then they turn her into the generic. I'm just gonna take your power and be the most powerful. Like yeah, it, it was a missed that. opportunity, yeah. um, and I really hope they bring her back in some capacity. Because also she did turn into the exposition bad guy towards the end. Yeah, you know, oh your powers are not supposed to exist. You're the Scarlet Witch. Like don't get me wrong, it was a great moment, and I was like, yeah. oh they said it <laughs> finally. She but, is uh, yeah. If you if you're not too familiar with Catherine Hahn, um, she has done such great. Well, of course she did the bad bombs. Yeah, she did a a fantastic, and she is a fearless um, actress that will just throw herself into anything and go all in. Yeah. She did a show on HBO called Mrs. Fletcher. Um, she mm-hmm. did another show on Amazon called I Love Dick. And she just is this... And she plays a, a type sometimes, but she yeah. has got such great comedic chops to her, Oh, too. no, she does, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, isolating the audio where Rob said out loud the name of that second show, so we can just keep it forever. <laughs> uh, 32 minutes, and... This is a family show. Yeah, right? Yeah, I know, but... Uh, we're just gonna, an we're anchor gonna, man? Yeah, she was an anchor man. But I'm just going to take that audio clip and put it in like text <laughs> message form, so every every once in a while, you're just going to hear that text message go off. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I really... I did enjoy where we were with the show, with Agatha. I just... Like I said, I thought it was a missed opportunity that... Um, they never got a chance to really show how the character. I would. I would like to see more of her interactions. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the joke is, it was Agatha all along. But like, where? What else? She, she's been around since the Salem Witch Trials. Maybe she yeah. was doing other things. I would love to see kind of where she was at. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I would love to see just a whole big arc, maybe even a couple episodes just about Agnes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be totally down. Even like a, a show or something. They'll, uh, they'll create a show saying yeah. called Agatha all along. Agatha I, all I, I'd be totally, I would. I totally watch that. it. <laughs> We'd all watch it. She killed the dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm really sorry. Tayona Paris? Is that close? I think that's accurate, is actually. Is accurate? Tayona As Monica Rambo, who is the daughter of Maria Rambo. Her in- reintroduction into the show is one of my favorite Marvel moments. Her un- being unblipped. That's a very powerful oh, scene mother, and a yeah. very powerful moment where she, she basically rematerializes. 
Um, I like how all these shows are really dealing with what happened uh, with Infinity yeah. War. So that's what I was afraid of. Um, and that, that's not a dig against Marvel, but like Marvel would be it wasn't until civil war that they started talking about things that happened in previous yes. movies yeah um whereas when we were talking consequences about, yeah when we were talking about dc with our road to the snyder cut like we were saying that everything that happens in the first beginnings of the justice league series was a direct result of the movie behind it right so that my biggest fear was you know marvel had this opportunity and they're, they're finally um uh capitalizing on their ability. Yeah. Even in, not to bring it up too much, but even in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where they bring up, you know, try, you know, he's like, where have you been the past five years? You have no income. Um, like, it's neat to see that there are still consequences that are happening as a result of. The, yeah. The and apparently they don't get paid. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. But um, so Monica Rambo comes back and she, she kind of, she just picks up right where she left off. She's uh, an agent of S.W.O.R.D., which we finally get introduced to and uh, created by her mother, which is a cool little nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of powerful women creating organizations in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah. I, I will admit that is something that was always a problem with Marvel, that they didn't put women in the forefront enough. And they are slowly learning. From, well, I think they learned from it late, but now there's course correcting with it. And that's something that they really should have been on top of a lot sooner. Yeah, but you know, my problem is sometimes it just feels, A, it feels a little forced. Like the, the whole... Uh, Avengers A team lineup mm. in uh, Endgame, cool moment. Don't get me wrong, but like they were all standing right there. Yeah, yeah. Also, why do they need to help Captain Marvel who just took down that whole ship? And yeah. that's my other issue. Captain Marvel, I find her very unlikable. Um, I yeah, you're, I'm excited. You're not alone. I'm yeah. excited, and it's not because she's a strong, powerful woman. Like I married one. I'm all about it. She's just like Gamora's likable. Yeah. She is. Black. She can come across as cold sometimes. Yeah, but yes. at the end of the day, she's she's her character progression has been really good. Mm. Black Widow, she was killing people, and we were still rooting for her. We're mm. like we're we're still excited. We we just made plans for seeing her movie all together, like we did yeah. for Justice League. Captain Marvel's just not likable. I think that'll change in time. At least I'm hoping because there are. A, yeah, I I can see that that there are a lot of moments where it's like. What is she doing? Why, you know, like actress wise, what is yeah. she doing? Yeah. And also, they Superman her big time. Yeah. yeah. So you may not see me for a while. <sighs> I I am very excited for Miss um, Marvel because I, I I've read the com, uh, Kamala Khan Kamala Khan. There we go. Uh, <laughs> comics um, where uh, she's a New Jersey Muslim teenager, and they're fantastic. And so I cannot wait for that show. And I think that's going to help course correct a lot of the. Um, lack of focus on strong women characters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah. Well, st- talking about uh, strong women characters in the Marvel Universe, we have the return of Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis. Yeah. Yay, Darcy. Darcy, <laughs> Darcy even even in the Thor movie, she was always one of my favorite characters. Yeah, she's yeah. fun. Also, I have a huge crush on Kat Dennings. Oh, oh I can yeah. see that. I don't know what it is. What it's else just, has she Two Broke there? Girls. Two Broke Girls was her I mean, big thing, know. yeah. Okay. But um, I don't know what it is. She just... Uh, Charlie Bartlett, she was in, yeah, which was a great. Wow, I'm shocked someone else has heard of Charlie. Oh Bartlett. yeah, we saw wow. it, we saw it in theaters. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was like Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. like she was in, first she role was after uh, Iron Man. So, wasn't she the nice. daughter in Forty Year Old Virgin? Yeah, she was the daughter in Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I I love her. Yeah, she is really cute as as uh, Darcy. Yeah, she's yeah. she's just fun, and yeah. it's nice to see that where she's like come in the in the years that we haven't seen her, but she's just she's fun. She's wisecracking. And 
I just I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I really hope she's in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I think she might be, but yeah. Um, her partnership nice. with uh, Monica and our next character that we're going to talk oh. to talk about has oh, just so been excited. so much fun. But we have a. Uh, Randall Park is Jimmy Woo. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a character, and Mel, my wife said this as we're watching this, she's like, if you were a character in the show, that he, you would be Jimmy Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that makes sense. Actually. That's fair. That's yep. fair. Uh, Jimmy Woo was introduced in uh, Ant Man and, and, and the Wasp. Wasp. And he's close up, the, Oh, flourish. <laughs> but oh, man, he is. I, I really like Randall Park. I'm really glad he's he's really coming yeah. into his own and doing Where things. Where else has he been? Yeah. And that's the thing. He he was he was in a bunch of things, but um, he was it's an only, Aquaman. He, was he an Aquaman? Yeah, he was, he was he a doctor. Aqu- oh yeah, that's right. He was a doctor. Yeah, the doctor at the end. He's been in the office before. Yeah, this he's is, got his own or had his own show on ABC. Fresh off the boat. My God, he's oh just, he was okay. Yeah. He was right. in Southpaw. Really? Yeah. Wow. The night before, I Randall love the Park, night before. Yeah. We saw that one. Um, but yeah, he's 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 yeah, also disaster artist. Okay, yeah, Trade he, rack yeah. neighbors. <laughs> yeah, fresh off the boat was his big one. Yeah, that, he's that's that cool. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's also you know what he's on that we just saw we were watching uh, Young Rock. If you're not watching Young Rock, it's really fun. Oh really? I, I, really I want to watch it. it yeah, but um, he just he's he's a lot of fun. He's also he's not incompetent, which I really enjoy. He's still a smart guy. Yeah, he's yeah. not bumbling. Uh, one of my biggest gripes though is when he's taking the pen off the desk to get out of the handcuffs. And there's a guard directly behind him. Yeah. Watching him. And he's just like, just standing there, not doing nothing. Yeah, right. It, it was rough. It was rough. But uh he is it's it's nice when they bring in characters. Like, don't get me wrong, Marvel has a ton of characters that they could bring in. They're, they're like literally infinite characters. Mm-hmm. It's nice when they bring in fan favorites from other medium right. and in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, something that's organic. Speaking of inorganic, uh, we have Evan Peters. As Ralph Boner. Bonner. Boner. They Bonner. actually say Boner. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's uh, wait. I thought he was Pietro. Oh, my God. It, okay. It was initially great. It was like, wow, they brought him in. They're blending the universes. And then I, I do feel like that's a missed opportunity that they blew at the end there where it was just. Yeah, they, they, it was for a lame joke, and it really had no impact on anything. It was neat that they brought the actor in, and that they they're like, "Oh, he she recast her brother," and that was neat, but it came to nothing. Yeah, if they had literally just said, "Oh, because because uh, Agatha's like, I couldn't use your actual brother's body because I a he's you know buried in a cemetery in you know Sokovia, mm-hmm. and B he's full of bullet holes." Yeah, dark. But just said he's from another timeline. That yeah. all, all they would have had to say. Yeah. I had to pull him from an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they did that. They, they it, missed opportunity. But I think it's because they were filming. This was done in films, you know, way before the the Fox merger was finalized. I think. Mm-hmm. And just just they didn't want to do the logistics. They're staying away from the X Men too. They like Kevin Feige. He's like we're we're cooling off on that one. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to rush it, which is fine, and I get that. But this is the time. We we also want the uh, these shows to have really big impact. Unfortunately, WandaVision its impact we won't see until Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. But they they that's the problem with fans. Like especially nowadays, we we are going to rip things apart frame by frame, second by second. Mm-hmm. And you put in Evan Peters, who's obviously uh, he's a fan favorite. As much as you know, I expressed that I like the other Quicksilver better. You're gonna bring him in, and you think we're not gonna speculate and and theorize and all this, and then just a tr- it's a troll. Yeah, yeah. it was. 
Agreed. Um, and I, I really wish that they had learned their lesson from Iron Man 3, where they tried oh, the that with the Mandarin. Yeah. And oh. the, the, the general... So here's a perfect example. Our co-host on Cinematic Adventure, Sean, he loves Iron Man 3. And he thinks that the, the twist is great. He thinks that the, the Mandarin twist is great. But you talk to your average or like your your big Iron Man fans of the comics, they hated it. Yeah, I love Iron Man three, but I will admit that that was a moment where it was like it was a neat twist, and then to turn have Guy Pierce turn out to be what he claimed to be the Mandarin. Yeah. They did course correct a little bit when they did that short film. Um, what is it all called? The, all, hell, all hell the king. All hell the king, um, where they intro- reintroduced the Mandarin in jail. Um, so at least they knew they kind of blew it a little bit. Well, with we'll that. see what they do with Shang Chi and the Legend of the yes. Ten Rings. Yeah, because yeah. the Mandarin is going to be in it. Yes, he is. And I'm curious to see what they want to do with that. But it turns out that Evan Peters was just Ralph Boner. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Like literally. And then yeah. he gets his butt kicked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much to but say. But let's not focus than, yeah. on. The there, I, I have to say, there's so much positive in this show that, and there, it made mistakes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say overwhelmingly positive. Um, and here's the main reason why. And I think you guys can agree with me on this. This show was like nothing else we've seen from Marvel at oh, all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally... Like, I know you, you. one of the complaints that you guys always have is that Marvel sticks to a formula. And yes, they do. And, and I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of goes back to that formula a little bit. And I've written about that, too. Um, you can check out that review at TheMisfitFaction.com. And episode two review will be coming up. It's is written and will be published quite shortly. Yes. On TheMisfitFaction.com. MisfitFaction.com. Um, but it is like plug. nothing else we've seen before. I mean, it, it's an homage to every decade of television, um, and it's using Wanda's grief as a, a, a vehicle to take us through that. Yeah, that's so creative. I, I, I've never thought of anything mm-hmm. like that. Well, it's it's adding that human element, a very human response to with with superpowers. Like I like stuff like that. How do normal people handle trauma? You know, most yeah. people, a lot of people can't handle trauma to begin with, but you throw something, especially with chaos magic, being yeah. like your the ability to warp reality around you to deal with your own stuff. Man, that, that's that's deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Granted, Bucky just went to therapy, yeah. so <laughs> that's an option, Wanda. But <laughs> like to to take someone's grief and create an entire superhero show around that. You know what? It actually kind of does harken back a little bit to Iron Man three a little bit because Iron Man three was all about PTSD. Until it ended, and we never heard about that again. Know, yeah. yeah. And that, see, that was my concern. It was Agatha all along. It was Agatha all along. <laughs> it probably was. I just blew up all my suits. I threw my arc reactor, and my... my oh, yeah. I, I'm I, really I post-traumatically depressed. Uh, and then Avengers Age of Ultron rolls around. He's like, all right. Yeah, at least, at least... I'm a new man. It's neat that they tackled it, but they didn't follow through. At this one, they seem to be tackling it, and she's dealing with her grief on a consistent basis the way... Other human people yeah. deal with grief on a consistent hum, you know, human basis. I think it's going to be worse, though. What, do you think she's going to snap back in the next time we see her? Well, we see her. She's doing the astral projection, and she's reading the Darkhold, and it ends with her hearing her son's voices. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she... I don't think she got the closure and the and the. the oh well, I, no. I think it to be different. I agree because you have five stages of grief, and you saw her go through all five stages in these nine episodes. It was literally almost you had. A stage every two episodes or so. I think she went through the cycle of grief, the five stages of grief, with you know visions, death, and then all everything that happened beforehand with her brother and everything as well. Now, when we see her later, it's going to be 
more about her son. So she's going to cycle back through the five stages, but now with their sons. This portion of the show is brought to you by Castrovinci Psychology <laughs> and Partners, now accepting new clients. <laughs> Most medical health care is provided. But yeah, anyway. right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, get, I, I agree. Um, and I think that the thing that I'm more concerned about is she did all this by accident. What do you mean? The whole show was an accident. She didn't mean to do any of this. You find out what's what's your evidence for that? I don't I don't see she, that. She doesn't know that she's doing it. She constantly says, "I don't know how this happened." But I I think that's part of the denial. Yeah, yeah. I, I see, think I she is completely even, aware. But that she she's also doing it. she didn't realize she didn't. It's not like she was like she went there and she was like, "All right, magic." It was an involuntary response. Wow. And an, but isn't that human in the sense that, you know, we sometimes, with the death of someone that we love, we indicate, uh, you know, we wake up that one day and we're like, I refuse to accept that they're dead. Oh, no, I don't have, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is now she did this all without any training, any knowledge, any, any inkling that her powers could do something so, like this. It, but now, not only does she have a better understanding of her incredible capacity... But she's reading the Darkhold. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that whatever she does next, and that's why Doctor Strange is going to get involved, mm-hmm. is going to be reality. I think shape. it also. I, sh- go ahead. No, I was going to say I. I think you're kind of right. Meaning, it, at first it was an accident, right? Because she she didn't realize she did it, right? But once she she realized, oh yeah, right, she right took away, control she, of it. She, yeah. she took yeah. control, so she was in denial that it happened. And then after that, we see her go through her anger, right? So when she gets angry at Monica and everything, right? So by that point, she already knows she's controlling everything that's going mm-hmm. on. She's controlling all the people and everything. But this is one person she's not able to control, so now she's getting angry. Then from there, she goes through her depression stage with the kids, right? Because you have kids, you get the postpartum, all that kind of stuff and everything. And then you move on to bargaining where now she's bargaining with mm-hmm. Agatha, you know, as to what to do. And then finally she accepts it. And yeah. now we're back. To and the I reality. would also argue that there's a lot of her subconscious that's kicking in and creating this new world without her knowledge. You know, I mean, if you think about how our subconscious, you know, overtakes our own lives, I would mm-hmm. make an argument for that, that this world was created through her subconscious. So she, yes, she's not aware that she's doing it, but that's her subconscious bubbling up. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm afraid what's going to happen with all this new yeah. knowledge, the dark exactly. world. And it'll be interesting. She's, to see she's what now going. This has. Well, I did this by accident before, but now I'm reading up on how to do it on yeah, purpose. Yeah, she seems very aware of it. Yeah, she. I. I think making her a villain would be a better better option. She might. Yeah. Be. And, well, and you know what? That's the thing that I think started again with Civil War is that we started to realize sometimes the villains are the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, also, if she discovers the ability, because in the comics, I do believe. Her sons were uh, taken out of reality, and then she got them back, and they became superheroes, and like they're very convoluted. Once you give a character the ability to not only bring people back from the dead, but also basically create new life, you, you got to be like it takes away a lot of the risk. Like yeah, Iron Man's death. Oh, Wanda's just like click, you're back into existence. Yeah, good job. You got to be very careful with what you do. There has to be some sort of toll. With magic, magic's very, very tricky. Um, you know, we, we we all watch Supernatural. We're big fans of Supernatural, yes, and yes. one of the biggest things they talk about in Supernatural is magic always comes with a cost. Mm-hmm. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where magic is still way too new to know if it has some yeah. sort of cost, because yeah. really we've only seen Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, 
by the way, fun, fun, uh, just my own personal opinion. I really enjoyed that Agatha used spells. I, I think we talked about this oh, in one of the yeah. other yeah. episodes. And like Harry Potter just aims a wand sometimes. Yeah, in the I really, I enjoy yeah. when characters do spells because it it's it gives me a better sense that they actually learned mm-hmm. um just like a higher knowledge base there are a couple of spells in doctor strange but nothing i don't think there's anything spoken actually no actually no, i was no, just rewatching. So. oh no kaiselius does i think he he does the runes for his spell yeah well i i was re-watching ragnarok the other day and when he was creating a portal to norway he like took one of Thor's hairs and then yep. twisted it around into a rune and and like he doesn't speak anything but he does there is stuff going on yeah so that, that's that always higher level where he doesn't have yeah. to speak but it. see he doesn't even start off at a lower level having to speak those yeah, yeah none of them do yeah um which like if they're using mar- magical artifacts that's one thing the magic's already imbued into that thing but I really enjoyed watching Agatha actually recite spells you know yeah. Obviously, it's not practical when you're fighting somebody, which, of course, this... <laughs> Wait a second. I know what spell you're doing. Let me counteract it. It no. sure would be a shame if this sh- you know, show ended with a Skybeam or a CGI <laughs> battle. Right, Rob? Why are you after me? Because there's a Skybeam in this. <laughs> there's a purple... There's a red Skybeam in but this. But at least it's organic because it's coming from this reality At least it's red and not blue. I know. I was waiting <laughs> no, for the yeah. blue one, yeah. But... um. You know, in all honesty, like this show, it was it was good. It was an enjoyable time. It was a, it was a great sticking sticking yeah. our toe back in the water. It does it does suffer from the the Marvel over setup uh, situation though. Like Iron Man two overly set up everything else. Marvel yeah. Marvel is constantly oh, yeah, guilty of uh, also putting which which is fine. I like having seeds for our next properties, but sometimes it's like oh, literally just there for that. Yeah. So um, what one. Uh, uh, I have a slightly different perspective than my co-host because I'm I'm older than they are and I grew up in a different time period, um, so it was neat seeing like I grew up in the Family Ties time period, yeah. um, and and uh, you know so there there was it was very special seeing a lot of those '80s stuff and I was thinking back to you know like then there was stuff I didn't get like uh, you know there was clear Malcolm in the Middle references yep. but then after that there was that like Disney generation of. Uh, comedies yeah. uh, that the I office, didn't get. Modern Family, the, yeah. yeah mo- like I, I've seen Modern Family uh, for. A I few love seasons, Modern Family, but like also, you know, I I'm not that familiar. Like I've seen, obviously, we've all seen episodes of like I Love Lucy and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm not that familiar. So what was neat about this show was that it did play to such a wider age range of audience mm-hmm. that really anyone you know could watch it for whatever reason and get into it you know even like even if you're just you know even if you're in your 70s and you're just watching it for the homage to you know dick van dyke and and i love lucy and and dream of genie you still got something out of it because it was like oh wow i remember that episode and this is just like that episode um yeah having doing the the old-timey tv like it it was something for everyone and you know it was also fun, like each week, to be like, "Oh, what are they doing?" Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Full House. Full House. Uh, oh, yeah. like, that was all fun. Yeah, and, Full House. Full House is after me, which yeah. is what you guys are yep. probably more into. That, that was the fun thing. It was like, "Ooh, what are they going to spoof now?" Yeah, trying oh, to yeah. figure it out. I, I love the yeah. little, the music in this too. Oh, they yeah. did some great music. Obviously, Agatha all along has been super popular. I think it was yeah. even trending on like yeah. iTunes at yeah. one point. But uh, even like the little theme songs, like the WandaVision. Oh yeah, Wanda. there was a like, Brady Bunch uh, homage in their song, and yeah. Yeah, Which, it was again, great. is before my time. Or no, after, yeah, before my before. time. I still like the Brady Bunch movie. That's my time. <laughs> that was a good one. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I have to say, and this is a testament to the show, that like I have colleagues at 
uh, students and colleagues at, at you know where I work and a lot of them have never dipped their toe into the Marvel universe whatsoever and they're like you know I've heard great things about WandaVision I think I want to watch it and so like one of my colleagues who is uh, like she's like five years older than I am, so she's very much like the Brady Bunch, you know, yeah. time period. She's like, I want to watch this. You know, what do I need to watch beforehand? And we kind of figured out that well. as long as you watch the main Avenger movies, you'll be okay. You yeah, know? yeah. And that, that's unfortunately that's a problem with Marvel at this point. They're so entrenched in it's their mythology. Really yeah. hard it's to, dense. to just start like. Well, that's like my brother. Uh, him and his girlfriend watching, wanted to start watching, and he asked me, and I was like. Well, you can either go by phases, right. you can go by chronological, chronological, you could go by chronological phases. Yeah. Like you watch phase one, but you watch those chronologically, then you go phase two chronologically. Like it's like, it, it really all depends. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's that's something we should say for anyone who hasn't dipped their toe much in the Marvel Universe. And if you haven't, I don't know why you're listening to us. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if you needed to start somewhere, Age of Ultron uh, up to Infinity War. Um, like all those main Avengers I think if you just movies. if you watch Avengers I, I would uh, argue you wouldn't me. even need to see for, for yeah. WandaVision you didn't let me finish oh, sorry sir Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron yes Civil War yes and then the Infinity and Endgame yeah someone even argued to me that you didn't have to watch Endgame to get WandaVision that's fair yeah, yeah. that's very fair because you get it all in. Because I said, War. as long as you can understand Wanda's grief in in losing her brother and Vision, then you'll get everything. You'll get most of the things. Yeah. in Wanda Vision. But you know, it's the same problem that that Star Wars runs into. Like yeah. we uh, we were gonna go see the Rise of Skywalker, and my wife has not had not seen Star Wars up until that point. That was just that was her personal choice. She is she has seen at least the first one since then. Mm-hmm. But she's like, well, I want to go. I think your uh, your girlfriend too, Ronnie. Yeah. I hadn't seen any Star Wars, but they were like, no. we just want to go to the movies with you yeah. guys and, and have popcorn and do all that. So Seriously. I, my girlfriend wanted to come too, but my wife was against it. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> but um, so we, you know, I was like, all right, if you want to come, I'll, I'll explain to you the story and the car ride. We didn't have enough car ride. Yeah, no. Like, no. I, I, it sucks. Yeah. And then, again, the Flash this week, they were talking about watching Star Wars and there's, yeah. there's different orders you watch Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. There's the, you do the original trilogy, then the prequels, then the sequels, then there's the machete order where you do... Uh, the Machete Order is A New Hope, Empire, then the prequels, and then Return of the Jedi. Why is it dubbed the Machete Order? Be- I don't know why. Because you're, you're, I think because oh, you're, you're cutting, cutting it, cutting it, it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you watch it that way, so you get more of Anakin Skywalker before Return of the uh, Jedi, right, which I get. Right, yeah, I was like, yeah, all right. Okay. I I would argue that you just need to watch Revenge of the Sith. You don't even need to watch <laughs> the first Any of two. Them? Yeah. Ugh, like, yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Still better than all the sequels, though. I'll, I'll watch oh, the yeah. prequels over. I mean, oh, I like I like the first Awakens, but yeah, this yeah. is all still Disney, so it's all still yeah. well within context Relevant. of what we're talking about. <laughs> this conversation. Also, the Mandalorian showed how powerful these shows could be. I mean, the Mandalorian was is a huge, huge hit. hit. Oh, um, thanks to Baby Yoda, who's not even Baby Yoda. His name's Grogu. Yeah, Grogu, Grogu. Eh? and CGI <laughs> Mark Hamill. Grogu. Yeah, eh? but um. I Anything, think that's going to kind of yeah. bring Anything us to the end WandaVision? of WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, Star City ratings for WandaVision. Ooh, I know. This is, this is tough. I haven't thought about this. Yeah. All right. I'll go first then. Hit it, Ronnie. I'm going to give this a 3-5, maybe a 4. Okay. Uh, the only reason is I'm, I'm liking the Falcon and Winter Soldier better. And that's the problem. We'll and talk that, about that. Yeah, that, that's the problem. So, like... It, if I would have gave this a Star City rating without seeing the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would say a four. But I'm also like, 
well, now now if I would give it a four, I got to make the Falcon Winter Soldier. If it keeps going how it is, a four or five, can it really get there? It probably could, but I'm going to say three, five to a four for this. Rob? Um, I have to consider how creative and out of the box this is, how it's not out like anything else, box. how many chances out they out took the with it. Um, just even centering a show around these two characters is is a huge risk as well. Yeah. So I, I, because it's not, it's unlike anything else. Like in terms of creativity, I have to give it like four and a half. Yeah. But I do think they blew a couple things towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, the Evan Peters thing was a lost thing. I think, yeah, they weren't a hundred percent sure what to do with Agatha at the end there. Um, and I think that they did land a, a lot of things right, but, also, I know there were complaints that, oh, well, I thought there was some bigger reveal that was going to happen at the end of this. And I think Luke Skywalker ruined it for all of us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, well, Paul Bettany, yeah. too. He was like, I'm working with this actor. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was him. I, I, It'll be interesting to rewatch it. Um, I, I do think, though, you know, I, I would go overall four and a quarter to two, four and a half just based on the creativity. I may eventually land on four and a half, but. Okay. I'm going to give it a, a solid three and a half out of five. It's, it's well above average. It is, I think, I'm, I'm of the minority where I think the ending actually was better than the setup. And I like the setup too. Yeah. Um, I do think, like I said in the intro, it just, it suffered from, we wanted, it, it's a fan suffering. That, that's yeah. the problem. And it's it's so funny because, you know, we're talking about the Snyder Cut and the Snyder Cut's the opposite. People liked it more because the fans were like, this is so much better. Like, we're in this weird situation where mm. the fans are expectations are playing a big part in how much we enjoy things. Look at Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is very famous for not being incredibly accurate with yeah. how popular or how good a movie actually is. It's it's really about the fans and word of mouth and like the show for the most part, like I'll I'll recommend it. And if you're a Marvel fan and you you should be watching Marvel oh, Vision. Yeah. If you're just looking for something easy to delve into for the Marvel Cinematic Universe it's another good choice yeah. mm-hmm. I think even if you just love television it's, it's yeah. oh yeah absolutely like, uh, Sean from Cinematic Adventures he told me he's like I love the first like two three episodes and then it just I didn't enjoy the rest of it because yeah. that's just his style he yeah. likes older movies and TV yeah so it's you know it's it may not be everybody's cup of tea but I really I, I dug it I enjoyed it it was what I was hoping for but not everything I was hoping yeah. for mm. yeah boner boner that's such a big boner oh my god it's the worst like <laughs> I, I just think it's yeah i'm putting that aside i think the rest of it is one of the most creative things marvel's ever done and i yes. hope that they continue in that creativity which will segue us into falcon and the winter soldier because falcon and the winter soldier was meant to come out first mm-hmm. and i think we can agree it follows a lot of marvel formulas um i think yeah. it's you know it's 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 great. It's really, really well done, and I love it. I'm really into it. But it's, visually, it's, it's beautiful. Not oh, yeah. breaking a ton of new ground. No. Whereas WandaVision does, and I think the reason for that was Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to come out first because it was what Marvel fans know, and they, I think Disney and Marvel were like, we need to give them what they already know so we can ease them into watching television, and then they couldn't finish WandaVision first and they finished I mean they couldn't finish Falcon the Winter Soldier first they finished WandaVision first so they threw that on and it actually worked yeah. and I think they were surprised so I, I'm hoping that the success of WandaVision translates to them taking more risks in the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I really dug 
I'm digging Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Um, quality wise, it's it's on point. Like, oh, oh yeah, like it is like it is literally like watching a, a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah. action sequence with the two moving trucks. Oh, that, oh yeah, that that that's great. like, and I wrote about it too. That it's like what you would see in a Marvel movie. Yeah, and yeah. maybe even better than some of their Marvel sequences. Oh, yeah. Especially because they they know what Valken looks like right now, and Val Valken's literally the the majority of the of the visual effects at this point. Yeah. Um, with uh, with Bucky, it's really just his CGI arm, which uh, you don't really been, see that much. But there's also been pictures of it, like where it's you know it's his hand. Uh, Paul yeah. Bettany got caught too with like one of his sleeves was open oh, when really? he was like visions. <laughs> but um, it's no worse than a Starbucks cup in the middle of. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm also enjoying the the supporting cast that they do. They have you know uh, Carly Montague, who's uh, Flags. Uh, is that, I say that right? Yeah. Morgan, Morgan, Mor- Morgan, Morgan. Yeah, she's uh, the flag smasher in the comics. They introduced, I, um, oh man, Isaiah Bradley, uh, first black yes. Captain America. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, huge. Like some really good stuff that they're breaking ground on, and you know, it may not be breaking ground in terms of the visual stuff like WandaVision did, but story wise, it's it's really good. Yeah, one of the things that they wanted to do with this show, and they mentioned this as they were making it, is they wanted to firmly root it in the reality of our world in terms of racial politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and and which is fantastic because they really are like like and I wrote about this too this week. Uh, they um when he's get when he and his Falcon and, and uh, his sister are getting turned down for a loan um, from a, a white established bank, you know, it's no it's it's not a mistake that the banker that's turning them down is white. It's very it's a very clear message that isn't totally clear. I'd say until the second episode, when you have um and there goes my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the oh with Isaiah uh, when we find out that he was the very first captain. He he was also a captain in America, but the government didn't put trust in him to put him out the front and they put him in jail for 30 years yeah. um, which reminded me very much of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment from years ago mm-hmm. when they took 600 black men and they ex- the government experimented on them to see uh, and 400 of them in this study were syphilis positive and they didn't provide them treatment they didn't give them a full diagnosis and for 30 years they um, led this experiment 40 years they led this experiment and let these people suffer and it really reminded me of that and there's a definite connection there in terms of racial politics mm-hmm. easy Rob <laughs> easy you can read all about this so, on the Misfit Faction right but my uh, only downfall yeah yeah or the, your only, downfall the only gripe how is that yeah, right? relevant to the show well no, no my only gripe with this show yeah is what I'm sure you guys can agree with is our new Captain America oh I'm gonna fight you on this I'm gonna fight you on this his look okay so oh, his helmet when he comes yeah. out for the first time, the first shot is rough. I, I was like, uh, yeah, there've been a lot of memes uh, where he looks like the guy from Up, yeah, uh, in a in a cap costume. Like, but like only in that shot. I'm like every it was, it every was very other strange. every other shot it's we see goofy. him in, he looks a little bit better. I still don't like him. So here here's the up. issue. I like this, him this as a character, why. just not his. This look. is why. Because he looks like somebody dressed up as Captain America. In our minds, he is not like I have. I have a high quality yeah. Green Arrow and Captain America suit. But if I were to put it on, you'd, you guys would be like, that, "You're not Chris Evans, fatty." And that's <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. You, you look good. Thanks, man. But no, it just everything just sits weird on him. And I, it I should. Like, I like yeah. his suit. I though. think that's the point, though, is that they're saying that Captain America is not about the the shield and the suit. And that I've written yeah. about this that, um, you know. The, one of the main characters in this show is the suit and shield. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and that it's not about just putting it on. It's about, you know, Steve Rogers, and I, I wrote this in my ro- most recent review. I said that Captain America, Steve Rogers was Captain America. Uh, John Walker just plays him on TV. Yeah. Um, he's not Captain America yeah. for so many reasons. But you know what it is? I, I wanted to hate John Walker. I really did. Oh, I, and I still do. I want to punch him in the face. I yeah. don't. I, I do. I don't. I In the second episode, they, they add to him. He seems like just a a good guy who's trying to do the right thing, and he he does try and work with Bucky and, and Falcon, even when he says he better stay the hell out of my way. Yeah, right. After, after, not only did he get them out of jail, not only did he save them on the trucks, but he also like let's work together. We granted the wigman line that was he should what line when he says. You know, I need to have Cap's wingman on my side. Oh yes. yeah, like that. That's when Melanie and I, because Melanie and I were watching it, we we're both like. You know, we, he's not that bad. He, like he's he's just a guy who who took the job that was offered to him, and it's like, imagine being told we want you to be the next Captain America. But like, can you ever imagine Steve Rogers saying his line of, "Well, I am the government." Yeah. It, it, in all honesty, yeah, he did. Steve he, Rogers. He did those USO shows for. Oh, but he months. was. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah. And he I, was. And, he yeah, was the government. He that. did. He did films. He did the war he bonds. Did, yeah. The war bonds. He punched Hitler in the jaw forty-seven times. But that was before he but knew. He, but but this, that was. This the, was. This was the same phase that uh, that uh, John Walker's in right now. He's the. He's. That was probably his first mission as Captain America yeah. to helping them. Just like how Cap was not allowed to go on actual missions. But yeah. with all he's those, a, he was a poster boy, and. I have no problem. They picked a soldier with a great track record. Yeah. Like a good guy. He's not there to be like, I want to get money. And I, like they could have easily done it that oh, route. Oh, yeah. It's cool. yeah. It's nice that he is. And they even opened the second episode with him being nostalgic in the, and, yeah. in and the also locker feeling room and like he's and like, this is too much. Him. Like this is like a lot. Yeah. I just think he is an ass to yeah. the greatest degree. And I think that's going to come out in the next few episodes. Yeah. It's not like he bailed them out of jail. Just to be like buddy, buddy. He did it to try to get them on his side, and it didn't work. And now he's basically saying, "Hey, if I see you again, I'm gonna lock yeah. you up." I mean, he, he he's an ass, but I think he's a three dimensional ass, which is cool. He's got a mm-hmm. lot of he's got sides to him. He's got character yeah. depth. He's not a bad guy per se, um, but also at the end of the day, like he's like, "Stay out of our way. We're doing right. what." He believes in his government. He believes what his country's doing is yeah. the right thing. The Avengers have always kind of stayed away from... Like, it's not until Civil War where they're like, no, we're not a government organization. We are here to do the right thing. Well, who determines the right thing? That And it's, it adds these layers. Yeah. So I'm happy that he's yeah. not... They could have easily gone generic, like... I'm glad they didn't, yes. Yeah, yeah. like, just jerk I out. have a theory, too, because if you see in the second episode, the Flag Smashers, um, we get to know a lot more about them. And there are scenes where they seem somewhat sympathetic. Like, there are moments where it's like, oh, you know, they're... Are they as bad as we think they are? And mm-hmm. I... and But what's frightening about them, and this is my theory is that I think this show is introducing the idea, and this is very much relevant in our society currently, of individuals who think they're right and they think they're the only ones who are right. Mm-hmm. And I, I would bet that the Flag Smashers fall into that category, as does this current Captain America, that he thinks his way is the right way and that Sam and Bucky are wrong in their approaches. Well, because yeah. he, it's like... And it's those like are po- some of the most dangerous people. It's like a police officer who sees somebody being a vigilante. 
Like yeah. you're not do you're doing the right yeah. thing, but you're not doing yes. it the right way. Yeah. So I I fully I like John Walker. I want to see a little bit more with him. I like his his bodysuit. If they just had him in the bodysuit doing stuff, I think it'd be a lot better. Once yeah. he puts on that helmet, like Ronnie said, it looks so dude, he looks so goofy. Ridiculous. But you know what? Chris Evans's helmet in uh, Avengers looked goofy too. Yeah, like the full cowl. But I, I think it's purposefully goofy. Um, yeah, it's it's too big for him. Yeah. And now let's focus on one of the things these this show does really really well, and I think we can all agree. And this is where the Marvel is brilliant: is they saw in Civil War the chemistry that Bucky and Sam had. Yes. I would say even further. Uh, no, in Civil War the first time they interacted. I think that was the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I, well, I, I mean, I th- I think I they think fought the, uh, each other in Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they didn't actually like, interact until Civil yeah. War. Can you move your seat up, please? Yeah. No. And and I think Kevin Feige and everyone noticed that these two actors have great chemistry. Oh, absolutely. And they're like, we need to lean into this. So the idea that they could create a show around these two, again, around two very minor characters, yeah. is brilliant. And they don't bring them together until the second episode, which I think is good. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was smart to keep them apart. Well, we're watching the first episode, and we're like, who? Yeah. Which story do we like better? Yeah. And that they bring it together in the second episode. I'm just, just so real. far the best scene. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Is when they're being like interviewed by the psychologist. The therapist. Therapist. Like, move, yep. move closer. Yep. Move closer. Oh my gosh. And I, I cite that actually in my review that that's yeah. hands down so far the best scene in the series. Oh, yeah. I would. When they're leg locked with <laughs> each other. I would. I really hope. Contest? Yeah, it's staring contest. <laughs> I really hope that he not only does Sam take over the role as Captain America, mm-hmm. but also as leader of the Avengers. I think at this point he deserves it. He's earned it. Yeah, and that would make sense considering Isaiah should have. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want Captain Marvel to be the head of the Avengers. I'm sorry. Like I'll, no. I'll say it. No. She. It's also not what she does. It does. It no. would completely conflict with her character for her to be like, all right, well, I'm the leader of the Avengers now. They need to figure out what they want to do with the Avengers because the Avengers are kind of kaput at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Are we turned off by Captain Marvel because she comes across as too arrogant sometimes? Not even arrogant. She's just, just, I don't find anything likable about her. Like when she's with like little Monica, those scenes were nice. You know, when she's like chilling with Maria Rambo, like those scenes are fine. But like, especially in Endgame, because Endgame was written before I think Captain Marvel actually even came out. Like they had it it all done and and pretty much filmed. Hence the heavy makeup. Yeah, she's just she's just not likable. But yeah. I love that scene where she's like, "Hey Peter Parker, I hear you've got something for me." Like that's just so adorable that that in no, exchange. He, Peter Parker made it adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom, what's Tom, what's his uh, last name? I always Holland. forget. Tom Holland. I always get him and Hiddleston confused. Tom yeah. Holland can make anything adorable. He's yes. just the coolest little kid. But um, which is why I can't picture him as what's his name? Nathan Drake. Yeah, Nathan yeah. Drake. I, I still want to say. I don't know it. how he's gonna do that, but <laughs> I I trust in Tom Holland. Yeah. But um, I really think Anthony Mackie's Captain America should be the next face of the Avengers. Mm, and, that makes sense. And yeah. it would make sense to have him leading the Avengers instead of you know John Walker or even Isaiah um, or even Bucky. Like Bucky, even though Bucky did take over the role as Captain America, he's not the leader that the team needs. No, I do yeah. love the scene where he catches a shield and he's like, he gives a look. Yeah. Oh, really oh, in this, good. yeah. But um, so far we're really we're really digging it. Oh yeah. yeah, we'll do a full review for it at the end, and uh, you yeah. can always catch Rob's uh, weekly reviews. They're going to be on the website. I think every Wednesday we upload onto the website articles for. Yeah, is it Wednesdays? I don't yeah. know. Wednesday. Wednesday. I think last week you did it on us. I Monday. think we did Tuesday, Thursday because we had two. Yeah. 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 So we'll see what happens. Well, you will post it on uh, our Facebook for you guys. But I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up for today. So any other additional thoughts? Wandavision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'll just say that, you know, again, it's not 
breaking a lot of new ground. It's bringing in some cool things and some additional layers to what we already know. Um, but it's fun. Yes. Lot, lots of fun. Yeah. All right. So I think that's going to wrap us up. If you guys uh, want to hear a little bit more from us or see a little bit more of our content, you can find our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find all of our Facebook pages, The Misfit Faction, Multiverse Fancast, and Cinematic Adventures. They're all linked uh, in all of our descriptions. You'll find us very easily just by searching. You can find our Instagram, which is The Misfit Faction. You can find our YouTube channel, which is uh, The Misfit Faction Media Network, because I wanted it to sound really cool, (laughs) but I forgot I'd have to say it at the end of every episode. You can also find all of our podcasts uh, on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, because it's not iTunes anymore. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and maybe one day Pandora. We're still working on that one. (laughs) But that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya.